Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech-language pathologist who is in the trenches working full-time in a public school in New York. I am the author of the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. So this week on the podcast, we're going to talk all about my favorite strategy to use with my speech and language students using graphic organizers. Let's get started. So you're probably wondering, why am I doing a whole episode on using graphic organizers? Like, I know how to use them. I know about them. I know I should be using them. But I wanted to go dive a little bit deeper and make sure you truly understand why I'm using them and how I'm using them in my speech therapy room to show my students the as much success as possible. So when I first started working with the older speech students, and you might have heard me talk about this story or various versions of this story, that I really had no idea what I was doing. I was just bringing out activities that were related to their goals and what I felt was relevant, and I would present it to them and just expect them to be successful. And sometimes they were, because probably the activity was too easy for them, and sometimes they weren't because the activity was too challenging for them. And I didn't know how to help them other than give them some prompts. Maybe give them a carrier phrase to get them started or give them choices. But I knew I needed to do more. That's not getting them to do that skill independently, right? So I took a step back and said, okay, how can I teach this main idea, inferencing, sequencing, whatever it might be, differently than they're getting in the classroom. They're getting that exposure to those skills in the classroom and it's not sticking. So what can I do differently? And that's when I came up with various strategies to pull out of my toolbox to use with my students. And one strategy that I love using is graphic organizers. Graphic organizers are great for when our students are listening and they need to 
know what to listen for. It is great for them for organizing their responses and being able to tell stories and narratives and well, as a story, but you know what I mean, and answers to comprehension questions. It helps them make things more explicit that are not. It makes things visual that are not. And it taps into the various modalities that our students might need to learn. Our students need to hear, smell, breathe, experience all the different senses when they're learning. And sometimes in the classroom, they're just getting auditory information. They're just getting visual information. Sometimes maybe they'll get both, but they need to do more with it. They also need to touch and experience. And that's something that graphic organizers gives for our students. Okay, so we can't just say, here's a graphic organizer, now let's use it. Because if that was the case, then we can give the graphic organizer to the teachers. That would be like tier one RTI, right? So our students need to learn how to use it. We can't expect, even if they've seen it before, they might have seen that exact same graphic organizer, maybe even from you in a previous year. We can't expect them to know it. We have to assume they don't know. The best thing is maybe they surprise us, right? So tip number one, when you give them a graphic organizer, no matter what it is, no matter what goal you are working on, is you want to first show them how you do it. Show them the thinking behind your thinking. So I I do, I do, we do, you do. Okay, so first watch me do this and I'm going to walk them through how I think about my thinking and complete a graphic organizer. Show them it and reference it and and ask questions about it and and don't just have them just expect them just to sit and watch. Let them experience it with you. And then we do. Let's do it together. And you can do some closed sentences. You can have them sort the answers into correct spaces into the graphic organizer. Let them work together with you. Not just them alone, but also with you. You're going to be a part of that process. And then lastly is you do for that matter. So it could be them still as a group. It doesn't have to necessarily be individually, but you're going to take your stuff back. And don't feel like you have to do all three phases in one speech session. One speech session could be that mod- like you modeling various examples. And then the next session is you doing together. One graphic organized one activity. It depends on what the activity is. It could be just a little task card of a three sentences. It might take you only a couple minutes to complete the graphic organizer. That's when I use like a dry erase sleeve or something like that and erase it and do it again. But it might be a longer text and that could take the whole per- the whole session. And then the third session might be, now we're going to do this independently. But remember, you want to refresh their memory. You can't assume that they will recall what you did maybe a week before, or three days before, the day before, who knows what your your schedule is looking like. So, okay, so just to recap, it's I do, you show them, we do it together, then you do. And there's tons of evidence. You can, if you look up I do, we do, you do, like evidence-based practice, there's evidence about that showing that is really beneficial for our speech and language students to learn how to use graphic organizers. Okay, tip number two, be consistent. Use that same type of graphic organizer. If you're working on summarizing, you can use that same somebody wanted but so then graphic organizer. And I'll link in the show notes to my freebie and my teacher's pay teacher store of using the somebody wanted but so then graphic organizer. But be, use that same exact one. Yes, it could have like different borders, but you want to have it looking exactly the same and asking them to complete the exact same things. You want to be as consistent as possible so they know when they see that Venn diagram, they know they're going to be comparing and contrasting. When they see that somebody wanted but so then, they know they're going to be summarizing a fictional text. When they see a beginning, middle, and end, they're going to be sequencing a text. 
Okay, uh, you know, you know, telling the beginning, middle, and end of a story. When they see uh, who and what did they do, they're going to be telling about the main idea. When they see, and I see, I know, I can, I can guess, they're going to be inferencing. Okay, and these are different areas, graphic organizers that I include in all my different teachers pay teachers products. It's right on that worksheet because I want to be consistent with my students, and I want to use the same graphic organizer for the same goal at hand, so they know exactly what to do. Because we've done the I do. We do, you do. Okay, so that was tip number one. Is I do, we do, you do. Tip number two: be consistent and tons of practice. Okay, we want our students to, when they see something, know exactly what is expected of them. Take that overwhelm away from them. Just like we don't like things that are new and not familiar to us, our students are the exact same way. Okay, and tip number three, and this is so important, and we always forget this step, is to fill your teachers in. Okay, when our students are finally successful, share those graphic organizers and those strategies you are doing with your students with the teachers, whether it's a quick email, something in their mailbox, stopping them in the lunchroom or a photocopy room, bus duty, any quick letting them know what has been successful with their students so that they can use it in the classroom. Okay, because if they're only doing it in our speech closets or your speech hallway or wherever you're doing speech therapy, it's not going to carry over if the teachers are not using the same strategies in the classroom, if you're not giving them the capability of doing that same strategy in the classroom. Say if the teachers don't want to then, you know, use that strategy afterwards, it's on them. But at least we told them all about it. Okay. And I'm guilty of this one as well. Okay. So I will put that disclaimer out there, but we need to keep our teachers informed so our students can have that opportunity to carry over those strategies in the classroom. Okay, so again, just to recap, graphic organizers are so great because it helps our students make things more explicit. It makes it visual. It gets them to experience it, helps them remember things that they hear, helps them know what to listen for, helps them organize their thoughts. It makes things very like a step-by-step and they know exactly what is expected of them. And it takes that processing overload away. It takes that fear of overwhelm away. It takes, it helps them, if you have students with focusing issues, it helps them focus on what to focus on. There are so many benefits for working with graphic organizers for various goals. It's not just listening comprehension tasks. You can use graphic organizers for expanding sentences. You can use graphic organizers for WH questions. You can use it for anything. You really can for working on t- context clues and building vocabulary and describing. You can, or they can organize their thoughts that they're going to eventually be able to describe verbally. You know, it doesn't have to be always with the expanding expression tool or the EET. You can give them a graphic organizer so that they know exactly how to describe. Okay, so again, it will benefit your students to use this strategy. Try it out. Let me know how it goes. Send me a DM. I want to hear about, you know, what your favorite graphic organizer is and your favorite strategy and something you're excited to try about. Maybe you never thought about modeling it first for your students and then doing it as a group and then having them do it individually. Let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Speech Time Fun. I really want to hear from you guys what you like best about this episode and all my other episodes because hey, that's what's going to help me decide what more content to share with you guys. Okay, so I can't wait to hear how you guys are starting to use or going to continue using graphic organizers in your speech therapy room to help your students build that confidence and see more success. Okay, and like I always end my episodes with a joke. So why do bicycles fall over? Because they are too tired.
Ha 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 So you can use that with your students this week. They you can talk about you know the double meaning and why that is funny and and that can build that language and it's a great thing for building rapport. It's a great conversation starter as they're walking in or while you're waiting for students to walk in into the speech room. Okay, so have a great week. I hope this episode was the perfect jolt of inspiration that you needed to get your week going. And if you're listening to this at the end of a week, I hope it motivated you and gave you ideas to try next week. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for joining me once again for SLP Coffee Talk. You guys rock. Stay out of trouble. Are you tired of spending hours prepping and planning and not feeling totally confident after all of that? Make sure you check out my free webinar, How to Plan with Ease and Confidence Without Burning Yourself Out. Check it out today at speechtimefund.com slash webinar. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at www.speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you are there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.